0: Good afternoon, Hoteps. Welcome to the Griff Report, live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. I'm your host, The Griff guard Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep 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 Jesus.
1: Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com. Oh, this is a real
0: Hotep, brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep of standings. Hotep to my special guest. Hotep. Today, joining me for the second time in Griff Report history, we have the intellectual, the multi-millionaire, entrepreneur extraordinaire. Charles Haywood. Charles, what's up, man? Welcome back to the platform.
1: Extremely pleased to be here. I always say I'm pleased to be here, but today I am extremely pleased.
0: Why Why today, uh, out of all days, are you extremely pleased to be here? Is it something special in your coffee or is it me?
1: Uh, I, in all honesty, this I do a lot of kind of um, egg-heady podcasts where we repeat the same stuff. Uh, this is a bit off the beaten track for me. we got a slightly different audience and, uh, and and I enjoy the uh, the, the change up
0: So, what are you used to?
1: Geeks, you know, political people who spend all the time writing magazines that have circulation. And uh, <laughs> no, and I also the you know, we're, we're talking about no enemies on the right. The the right is a very broad thing, but it's very easy for people to shut themselves off in kind of individual walled gardens. Within that, and that's true for me too. I think sometimes I do that, like I end up talking to the same people, not that I don't like those people, but they all know each other and they all talk to each other and and those they're great people I'm not knocking my my friends, but you know, you you gotta broaden your horizons sometimes oh
0: absolutely, absolutely. We've got the greatest um audience in the world here. shout out to Ho tepistan um and and you you lead us right off into where I want to begin this. Because we're talking about no enemies on the right. And um, since our last uh, discussion, I've um, gotten a chance to dive into some of your other podcast interviews and listening and trying to understand your point of view on many different things. And um, the the one thing that stood out to me the most was no enemies on the right. And the reason why it stood out to me most is because at one point. I think I would have agreed with you. I was definitely like, like 2016, 2017, 2018. I'm like, yo, don't criticize anybody on the right. Let's stick to taking out the left, right? And now I'm starting to question that because the right has taken a different form. But before we dive into all of that, um, how do you know if somebody is, quote unquote, the right like, how do you how do you know? Were, were there telltale signs? Because they can't be self-described. It's the, uh, the
1: forehead tattoos they all have. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I define the right negatively. That is, by exclusion, when you're not on the left, you're on the right, which gives you a lot of breadth on, on the right. And the left I can define very precisely, basically, I can add meat to these bones. So basically the left is the philosophy of the Enlightenment built around unlimited emancipation and total forced egalitarianism with the assumption of the malleability of human beings in the aim of building a utopia here on earth. So that's what the left is. And so all varieties of leftism fall within that umbrella. And people who are not that, which generally speaking, but is not always people who are more reality-based that is less focused on creating this utopia based on some abstract ideology are right. And that's a very broad group, right? You could have, yeah. I mean, just speak within the religious confines, you could have the Druids and the fundamentalist Christians and those should both be not left and therefore right in this context because why that's important and that you kind of touched on this already because my major goal really the only goal that matters prior to other goals down the road is defeating the left. And in order for to defeat the left, you have to define the left and then work together with people who are not left.
0: So that's my concern, especially with conservatives or the right wing. It's like they're being described as not left. And that's the flaw I see because If everything is contingent upon the left, then what are you? And then how do you even begin to delineate between what's right and what's wrong for the right if you don't have, uh, I guess, some sort of compass to follow?
1: Well, that's a perfectly valid question, but I think it's a secondary question or rather one that's future in time. It's like that old little skit in The Simpsons where – Homer chugs a quart of vodka and a quart of mayonnaise, and Marge is like, stop doing that. He's like, that's a problem for future Homer. So in the same way, those kind of problems of what the right will do, what kind of government there will be, how society will be run, are definite problems, because there's many elements of the right, for example, that I would not want to have society organized around their set of beliefs, for example. Nonetheless, that's downstream of defeating the left because the the left is currently ascendant and is ruining all of mankind or at least all of the west and therefore stopping that and allowing the right to take over and then the right at that point frankly has to start arguing among themselves i mean that doesn't it doesn't imply that this can be some kind of permanent unity on the right once the left is defeated the fact is that that's not the way politics or human nature works but, and that doesn't mean that you can't discuss now on the right internally, like, what do I believe? What should society be like? Those things should merely be done in a way that doesn't benefit the left. It doesn't mean that the right can't internally and privately disagree or even semi-publicly and work out what it is we believe, us collectively or us as individual groups or what have you. It just means that the primary goal now is defeating the left and to in order to make that possible, you don't want to treat anyone on the right as an enemy.
0: Mm. Well, there's so much to unpack there, right? Because. <laughs> I don't I don't. There's a lot out here I don't understand, right? For example. Defeating the left, right? Um, it, it, it It. to me, it. what it is, is it creates a scenario where snakes get to hide in the grass to where the bar is lowered for acceptance into the ranks among the right to where as long as you're anti-left, you're accepted. Um, Even if you don't have, um, even if it's just like, you know, self-motivated means like just like straight up grifting, let's just call a spade a spade. It's just like grifting. Like I'm anti-left. These people defect from the left then they come to the so-called right and go, I'm anti-right, but they bring with them still their leftist way of doing things. So I I, I just don't get how you could, you know, galvanize. And it's also like it's also part of the grifter's playbook where. You can uh, organize an army against an enemy uh, very easily just by pointing out the enemy. But, you know, what what. What, what 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 comes of that, really? You know, like, like what do you, what do you exactly, you know, is that a strong army to say, hey, you know, it's just against the left. Like, like it seems like that would be like a ragtag army of combined mercenaries from various groups, whereas, you know, fighting for the honor of something would yield better results
1: you have to have a balance between having a group that's very small but very pure and very cohesive and a group, as you say, that's like a ragtag group of mercenaries. And I think you point out what is really a bigger problem than kind of unacceptable beliefs, which is grifting. That there they're an enormous amount. I've been around the right, broadly speaking, for say 35 years and uh and the amount of grifting i've seen in that like the left much less focused on lining their pockets and much more focused on achieving individual meaning through political success uh, I, I probably more than 50% of the people i've interacted with over the past 3 decades are more interested in their pocketbooks than in actual success so that's a huge problem but that doesn't mean that you have to attack those people that is the the point of no enemies means that you shouldn't spend your time beating up on these people, but it doesn't mean you have to associate with them. If you identify someone as counterproductive, self-interested, you're know, having other problems, whether those are you know, being stupid, having personal characteristics that are debilitating, you're know, having a disordered personal life that is, proposes risks because they're, you know, with banging other people's wives or something, whatever. You know, I mean, you, you don't have to, you just don't associate with those people. But you, the point of not attacking them is that, when you attack people, the left benefits from that. And I understand that in the extreme, it may be necessary to disown people publicly. Uh, but I would say never for political reasons, only for mechanical reasons, like grifting or they're criminals or, or, or something like that. So uh, beyond that, though, the, the balance is, is always like, the balance of forces. You're the general. You're figuring out what the best way to defeat the left is. That doesn't mean you have to take every schmo who comes along. You know, analogizing into the real world, if some 350-pound fatty comes along with asthma, you're not going to be like, "Hey, it's my new special forces team, right?" I mean, there's not. And so, in the same way, you have to be prudential when you're setting up your armies, metaphorically speaking, on the right. And that doesn't mean that means that you can exclude people from your armies for one tactical reason or another.
0: Yeah, but it just seems like the right has no real generals. It has no, not even lieutenants. Like, if you were to name the top three people you would make generals of your army on the right, like who would you pick?
1: Um, politi- current politicians, I would pick JD Vance and Blake Masters probably. Uh, as you know, Blake Masters even looks like Julius Caesar, so you know that's that's a plus. <laughs> and I, I'm uh I'm a bigger fan than most people off the right of Elon Musk. I don't think Elon Musk is about if we move to non-politicians. I don't think Musk is go at this moment. Elon. Um, leader of the right. Uh, my prediction is that Musk will become much more rightist and will attempt to destroy the regime because he realizes that he can't achieve his life goals without the, destroying the regime and the regime will attempt to destroy him. So uh, if I was a predicting guy, I would predict Elon as a, as a right-wing general. I understand that's a minority. What? Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It can happen. Elon to me is control opposition. No, no. I think it's an element of that. And historically, that was probably true to a certain degree. But uh, you can see the worm turning. It doesn't matter whether the worm's turning. My point is that the guy here, you know, he's on the spectrum, basically. He has certain very specific goals. And he has has come or is coming to realize those goals are impossible without completely destroying the existing regime which necessarily means placing himself in this place. That's just the way it is. That's my prediction. I can't prove that. I understand that's a outrighter position, but it's going to happen. I'll bet you money.
0: Oh, all right. So Elon, Mr. Autonomous Vehicles, Mr. Satellites in Space, Mr. Brain Chip. Like, th- this is the guy we, we trust in? Like, the guy that's literally creating uh, Skynet from Terminator is the guy that we're saying is going to be the general, one of the right. generals for the right? Trust has nothing to, ha- to do with it. You go
1: to war with the leaders you have. And if, first of all, Neuralink is never going to happen. Autonomous cars, as I've been saying for years, are never going to happen either. These things are all pipe dreams. Musk's major, I understand that, you know, it, it, he, there's a con man element about Musk and has been for a long time. But the fact is that the things that really matter to Musk, the thing that number one thing that matters to Musk is his goal of getting to Mars. And you can argue about whether that's a stupid goal or it's even possible, but the fact is he's obsessed with it and he's built things like SpaceX for that reason. And he will be prevented from doing that unless he destroys the regime. That's just the way it's going to be. The Neuralink and things like that are sideshows. I understand that like, if you could have that happen, that would be bad and i agree with that but it's not going to happen i've been hearing for decades how these these biological cyborg type uh, advances are just around the corner and they never show up it's like the apple vision pro it's all bs you know the apple vision pro is a useless waste of time what really matters is these things that are physical rockets mars you know maybe the boring company i don't know but you know th- these other things autonomous cars never going to happen strong ai never going to happen Total distraction and a waste of time.
0: Why? Why do you think autonomous cars are never going to happen?
1: Well, because for John, because I've been told for years that they're within coming within six months and they never they never arrive. And if anything, they're they're going backwards. the The fact is that the it's become quite evident that the that autonomous cars are the kind of thing where so-called artificial intelligence simply can't push past the final 5% or so that humans can accomplish very easily. Like looking left and right at an intersection, you know, several hundred yards either way and analyzing all the data in in that. It just simply, it, it's too much for so-called artificial intelligence, no matter how great the computing power. I mean, I don't well, know that, but it seems obvious.
0: Well, if all the vehicles on the road are autonomous and they're linked to a centralized system, then predicting a crash would be, much easier than a human would
1: that's not autonomous that's like saying we could have autonomous cars if we embedded sensors in every road and this i mean sure i mean if if you networked all the cars you but that's not autonomous that's just networked cars i mean you can do that in the sims in 2002 i mean that's a, that's just not an advancement it's a, it's a it's a way of changing your entire transportation network to a totally different model which might work well, it's not autonomous cars well, how is that not autonomous because they're they're not making decisions that are taking place in the real world. The definition of autonomous is I, non-human thing, am operating in the real world in a way that does not require human control. What you're describing is merely a way for machines to communicate with each other under human direction with rules set by humans, very specific rules in order to avoid hitting each other and to maximize their efficiency and what have you.
0: I mean that- that, What would you you call that? Let's say network driving.
1: Yeah, I mean, people in 1950 were imagining network driving. I mean, you know, it's not a new concept, but you couldn't do that because it'd be unbelievably expensive to replace all of the cars. I mean, again, you know, New World Order, if we make everyone get rid of their personal vehicles so we only have, like, government-issued taxis, sure, maybe. But I, I, I don't see that happening. But, yes, you could do that. It's not just not autonomous cars.
0: Wow. Interesting. It, you, you seem very optimistic for our future and and very trusting of Elon. This is this is quite a phenomenon for my <laughs> for my world and my channel and my viewers, because many of us over here are, are quite skeptical, of Elon and Elon to me does not seem like a suitable general uh, for the right. And uh, I actually don't see um, anybody suitable to be a general for the right at all. Uh, I'm not familiar with J.D. Vance and the master's guy that you uh, mentioned, but I'll definitely take a look at them and, and see what they're up to. Um, but damn, this is... that I, I, I wasn't expecting that from you. I, I, I generally agree that there's a
1: dearth of generals. I mean, they probably are, but they're, that's always the case in these kind of late empire uh, scenarios because the people who are most talented tend not to be visible because they have no reason to be visible. Right. It's only when things become spicy that they have a re- and they see that they can raise their own ambitions that they become visible. Napoleon's the classic example, right? He's like some random 23 year old artillery guy, and then he he sees his opportunity to distinguish himself and then to keep seizing chunks of power for himself and ends up emperor of France, right? I mean, but no one ever heard of Napoleon before he began that rise. No one would have said that guy, just some schmo.
0: Yeah. So, you know, uh, so a couple of things that just are contrary to how I think, right? So I believe uh, Army should be um, fighting for uh, something other than um, the elimination of the enemy, right? Uh, For example, I always look at um, uh, Alexander versus Darius III, right? And mm-hmm. Darius the Third has this army of mercenaries from various countries, including Macedon, right? And Alexander's, you know, got a hundred percent Macedon army, and he's eliminating, you know, uh, Darius' armies, you know, at every fort front that you can imagine. Um, and 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 it seems like that theme sort of follows through in other, um, you know, great leaders, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, when you say, you know, uh, you know, th- the only unifying factor for the right or the main unifying factor for the right is destruction of the left. It seems to me that it just gives the left more power as opposed to, you know, uh, saying, okay, here are our tenets, Here's what we live by who aligns with this. And then defining your army based upon that, and then going to take out you know, other armies, but you don't see it that way. Tactically, that's I
1: think that analysis is sound. That is, you're you're better off having an army that is uh, united in one way or another, whether that's you're all Macedonians or you all have the same ideology or whatever you're fighting for the nation or what have you. The fact the problem is that the right doesn't think that way. The left thinks ideologically. That is, we have the set of ideological utopian principles that we want to implement, and that's what binds us together. The right never has that. And this is related to the problem, like leaving aside wars or metaphorical wars. Most people on the right just wanna grill. They wanna have their families, they wanna chill out. They don't really wanna spend their days getting meaning from political action. And that's always gonna make you less strong than someone who gets up in the morning, has no family, but can get meaning from political action. So it's just kind of what the right has to deal with. And in America, the or the West more broadly, but let focus on America, that means the right is composed of a huge, very diverse group. You know, there there is all sorts of people on the it's just the way it is. Like it it's different in, in the past, for example, you know, the Macedonians uh, but there's many other examples of relatively small groups of people who have gone to war for one reason or another, and they're very homogeneous and they're very successful. But that's just not what we are, and we're not going to be. I mean, you, know, you, 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 you the right doesn't have any group that's big enough to be the group, which means we all have to work together because that's just the way it is. I mean, I, I, you can imagine a scenario where the right is an easily defined block where 80% of the people share the same religion, the same beliefs, and so on. That's an easier case, but that's not what we got. We just got what we got, and we have to deal with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh- That's true. Um, Hmm. So when I first started taking a look at this right, this thing called the right, like you said, you got 25 years over me in this thing. I've only been in this maybe five or six or something like that. 2016, 2015, where I discovered what this thing called the right was. And to me, it just looked like white niggas. Please excuse my German. Um. Because I'm like, oh, you guys are, you guys literally sound exactly like the black community when they complain about white people. It's almost verbatim. And um, Lauren Hill had pretty much the same perspective I had where it was, let's remove the the left or let's remove white people from the equation completely. What would you do then, right? So for the black community, it's about, you know, uh, building distribution networks and, creating our own uh, lines of communication and lines of food and, you know, sources of food, et cetera, et cetera, Um, uh, policing ourselves, managing ourselves, you know, that sort of uh, independent creation. So when I looked at the right, I thought that would be uh, the thing that made the most sense. Google is censoring, make rumble. Uh, You know, uh, the dollar sucks, you know, move to Bitcoin or create your own cryptocurrency. The AI is woke. Gab creates their own AI. Right. I always thought like building your own systems and your own way of life and and separating yourself from the systems created by the left made more sense than trying to uh, annihilate the left. No. Uh,
1: I think that's true in the abstract again it's kind of like your other point about the ragtag mercenaries it's true in the abstract but the problem is that twofold that the extent you develop a parallel society as the left gains ever more power they'll exert ever more power off that power to destroy these parallel societies if they are in any way truly successful if they're marginal they're not going to but they're ultimately going to going to destroy those uh, those societies uh so the simply building a a parallel society isn't going to work at the same time the goal of the right isn't to attack and destroy the left per se i mean again we keep talking about metaphorical wars that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about a group of people who should be taking those actions to be coherent and should be attempting to defeat the left but largely the left will ultimately be self-defeating i'm always talking about regime fragility but Left being fundamentally anti-reality will eventually reach the end of the road. And then the, the ideology will be discredited. And then the question will be how unpleasant a process will that transition be? But building up alternative networks isn't a way, like gab or whatever, isn't a way for people to wake up one day and say, now we're going to attack and replace the left's equivalent. It's we should be doing those things. But off themselves, if they're too successful, they'll be attacked. Their primary goal, their primary role is to act as the, you know, s- substructure or infrastructure or whatever, the, there's a word I'm looking for, but uh, for when the new society needs to be created, that is when the left, left-run left society fails, these groups will be able to step into the breach. But again, if in, the, if in the interim we spend all our time attacking each other, and that just helps the left maintain their power, and it helps and prevents us from building these necessary structures.
0: I looked at uh, attacking enemies on the right more as a purification and a distillation, you know, getting rid of the bad actors so that the strong and best actors and generals could rise to the top and be seen as opposed to saying, Oh, this will make the left stronger. Right. I think this is more about making the right strong by saying, you know, here are the proper individuals to follow here are our generals Um, Here's what they're saying, you know, should be the proper way to move forward and in in moving like that.
1: Well, internally, I think there's certainly a role for for, again, excluding people or recommending that people follow one person rather than another. But you, you have to remember that the left sets in the public mind, which is the vast majority of people. What is acceptable? Who is a bad actor? and rather than us we don't get to decide those things and the left picks those people on the basis of who it who they think picking will benefit the left and then throws that out there and wants the right to spend all their time dogpiling on the set of people that are identified by the left as an enemy that's most the attacking of which is most productive for them and if let's say you they, the left defines people x as the people who are the bad actors the right says you're right we're gonna make sure those people are excluded from a polite society, both on the right and the left. When that accomplished, the left will merely identify a new set of people. Now you have to destroy these people. And then the, it's a never-ending- but,
0: but why do we have to destroy the people that the left? Because the people that the left says are bad actors, I don't even think about, I'm thinking about you know other people um, that exist on the right that need course correction.
1: You're yeah. probably more independent thinker than most people most people will, will ultimately take their direction from what the media narrative says are the bad actors. It's like these like a couple of days ago, there were these guys in Nashville running around carrying swastika flags or whatever. I don't know anything about those people. Wow. Probably, who knows? But that's an attempt of a media narrative to say, instead of talking about the left today, we need everyone to say how terrible it is that people with Nazi flags are running around Nashville. So, I mean, and yes, you may say, well, this is bullshit. I don't have time for this. We're going to talk about what I want to talk about. But you're not the average person. The average person is like, oh, I want to show that I'm a good person. You know, I must spend the day talking about Nazis in Nashville. It kind of rhymes. It alliterates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? So most people let do, in fact, let the left determine for them who are the enemies they need to attack, even on the right.
0: But I don't see that, though. It seems like there's a they're more of a shift to independent forms of media, right? Like you see... Um, You know, Rumble streamers are getting uh, way more views than the mainstream left. Um, And that's just on Rumble, right? And they're getting more views than the people on YouTube and the news channels. Um, Joe Rogan, for example, is getting number one in the world, right? And he definitely doesn't represent leftist ideologies. So it, it seems to me that people are not choosing what the left is giving them. And they're looking for more independent uh, media. Uh, I
1: think it's moving in that direction. I mean, Rogan got what, 250 million bucks on his latest re-up or something. I mean, yeah. you know, real money last I checked. But I think we're far from getting there. I think there's more, a lot more independent voices than there used to be, and they're listened to a lot more. But I think the vast majority of people are still in that kind of, you know, not to overuse the analogy, that kind of matrix where, you know, when, when the, it's like, I occasionally use the Edge browser. Uh, because I, when i'm doing something that i use brave normally but i use edge if i have some reason to go to a different browser and it always comes up with like i guess it's msn's homepage. or i mean the like combination of far left and low iq messaging that comes up with their the different news articles and stuff like it always astounds me like i have to go like wash my face off out with bleach afterwards and so most people are just bathed in that stuff and they're not going to rumble I guess more people are and more people listen to rogan and so on and that's great but we got a long way to go. And so most of the time, the left is defining the narrative, even for people on the right, even for- for Yeah.
0: It it seems like the right just wakes up and waits for the left to to act, right? So I define the left as the actionary movement and the right as the reactionary movement. It seems like everybody just wakes up in the morning and goes, what did the left do today, right? When you could have woken up and said, you know, you study your Bible verses, here are 10 tips to homeschooling, and, you know, uh, you know, here are your gun lessons for the day, and completely ignoring what the left is, and sort of, you know, uh, driving home what it is that you believe in. I, I, I find it, you know, to follow behind the left, it seems like the left is pulling the strings on, on, on everybody, because we're always reacting to it. Um, yes. Even the attacks, right? Even the attacks from the left, it, it to me... Um, they're impotent right like the left has you know laid out attacks on me and um it seems like the only time that those attacks are potent are when you actually acknowledge them their left is a huge joke and they really are pulling at strings to try and attack some of us but it seems like every time they do something we feed it we feed that beast well, it's funny
1: you say that there's, there's a uh there's some Antifa, like literally Antifa guy in Portland who's a stringer for the Guardian Online, uh, which is a far left wing British newspaper, which has an online American presence. And he keeps writing articles about me, uh, which is fine. I don't care because the guy just, you know, whatever, I ignore them. And, but the, the, the weird thing is that like, I get no extra traffic when he writes articles. Like literally nobody cares. I think three people reading it. So I could like go out there and say, you know, you're like a low IQ Antifa tool, which is true. But it just be like it's reacting to his kind of like dumbass articles. So, right. but I do think that you see, even though X Twitter has certainly improved, you see the dynamic that you outline a lot on X. That people on the right respond every morning to whatever it is that they see the left outrage as so i try i mean i've been trying to get more and more off uh off twitter but like i'm very careful for example to stay off the news early in the morning i get up and the first thing i do is i do my prayers right because if you get on twitter first thing or even on the news first thing you know your your mind is shot right shot. you need to be focusing on you know, yes it's true that we have to fight the left and that's an eternal battle and so on but there's other things that we on the right just do a bad job of focusing on. Um, and I think you're right there. That is to a large extent dictated by the left's desire to sap our energies or something.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think that the left only has control over the boomer generation and university level outside of that. I don't think they have much control at all. Uh, and I think, um, Uh, you know, like, like, so, so like, what are the, like, let's, let's, let's try and like delineate Americans. Right. So you have the white community, right. And the white community is going to be split into two different groups or three different groups, upper class, lower class, middle class. Right. And we can do this across all the different races. Right. But if we just look at like the middle class, for example, um, now you're split based upon, I guess, you know, uh, left and right, uh, okay. so to speak, right? Uh, am I doing this right? Like, is this. I think it's
1: outdated. I mean, I think that's, that's traditional analysis, but I think it's more fragmented than it used to be. Okay. Um, uh, I think that you know, even in the classes, like there's, you know, I always think of it at a minimum of lower class and then underclass. Like, underclass is like guys on, you know, not to, not, not to be negative about them, but like, White guys in Appalachia, they're all on welfare, they're all on opioids. You know, that's the underclass, right? Yeah. Lower class is people who are working two jobs to get by, and you know, you know, they're 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 working for some retail outfit, single mom, and you know, they they get they get between ten and fifty hours a week of work based on some bullshit geolocation on their phone, so that you know the man is raping them basically, not to. Uh, and so, but they're lower class, and then there's middle class, but that's probably divided into different groups too, like. I live in a Northern suburb of Indianapolis and it's traditionally very Republican conservative area, but like now a whole bunch of the middle-class people are shit lips. And so it's it's changed a lot. And I would say like even in the areas that I know, there's a lot more fragmentation than just left and right, even among the middle class. There's, there's subgroups and people who care more. There's, there's lots of white people, not white people. These are Indians and Chinese, for example, are a big thing here as people move in for the, the biotech jobs and so on. So this kind of goes back to what I said earlier, that America is an extremely fragmented place and you can break right. it any, any number of levels. I just see that this left-right divide is the most crucial one for whether in say 20 years, we're a flourishing society or a shithole society. And we, you know, the only way we can be a flourishing society, even with all the other differences that we have is if we get rid of the insane ideology of the left as a dictating force for society. Not that all the leftist people get thrown out of the country, though that's probably necessary for some people, but that their ideology is discredited. In the same way that I, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: In the same way what?
1: I always give the example of the uh, there's a Roman mystery cult that was popular among soldiers in the late Roman Empire, the cult of Mithras, which is bull worship, which people don't really know a lot about because it was a secret society by definition. But I always say that we need to make leftism as discredited as the cult of Mithras, like something that happened a long time ago that it was kind of stupid and nobody does it now. That's what people should think of leftism as, because leftism is a relatively new philosophy, because if you describe leftism to someone in 1700, he would be like. What you just insane? I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? I mean, they would they would no comprehension. They might have recognized generally that it's kind of like Eve and the serpent in the garden, kind of you know offering people emancipation and egalitarianism, but they wouldn't have thought of it as a political philosophy. We just need to get back
0: to that place where everyone thinks leftism is stupid. How do how do you how do you defeat leftism? Uh, oh, the ideology of leftism.
1: I think leftism will will largely defeat itself. By bringing Western civilization crashing down, yes. causing it to be rebuilt along realistic lines that recognize you know, the limitations and strengths of individual men and women, not based on some insane set of ideology that's totally anti-reality.
0: So have yeah, to go go up, unfortunately. So if if the left is inevitably going to destroy itself, why not take our time to clean up the right? Because the left doesn't, first of all, it's better
1: to have it destroy itself sooner rather than later. Uh, And so if you can push it along, that's certainly beneficial. And you can argue about the best ways to to push it along. But if you, the the left is weirdly historically capable of perpetuating itself in a way that suggests that I may be over-optimistic. And I, I return to my core point, which is that if the right spends its time cleaning itself up, that's only going to benefit the left and allow the left to continue to perpetuate itself by it, dictating to the right what it has to do in order to benefit the left rather than than allowing the left the right to act in a way that's detrimental to the left
0: all right let me give you my outlook and then we can come back to this so the reason why our society looks the way it does is not exactly because of leftism. My idea is that it has to do with the fact that everybody's just living too good. The standard of living is just way too high in America. It's just way too easy. You don't find transgenderism, you know, in some backward country, people are too busy trying to figure out how to live. Right. So it seems like something that comes out of a society where, um, there's not much, um, Not much shaming done in the culture. We completely removed the concept of shaming and and demonized shaming. And it's just too easy to survive. And it seems like what we're moving to is uh, even more convenience, Uh, AI, the cars, um, the Apple goggles. And and what we're going to head towards is um, a more of a virtual reality society where people will live inside the metaverse will work inside the metaverse and not much associate with anything outside of the metaverse. And the the greatest example of that is our love and fascination for the smartphones, which are pretty much the the first level of the metaverse to where people live in these devices more than they live in a real world. I mean, when we were kids, we went outside today he'd be hard pressed to find kids outside riding their bikes. Whereas back in the day was always, you would see some kids riding their bikes. So we've already reached the first level of metaverse. This next level is when, you know, you have, uh, the goggles. And then after the goggles is the brain chip, right? Elon's brain chip. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 and the society therefore does not degrade to the point where, um, people will revolt um, in fact all revolts will be controlled opposition uh, for the purpose of increasing state control through you know legislation because somebody did something wrong so you know we have to legislate against this we saw Nazis showed up in Nashville so we have to pass a new law right uh, all these sorts of situations and and the left technically does not exist really what it is is. There's it's a combination of the left and the right to where uh, the left uh, sort of carries out uh, the duties and the right um, feeds it with their with their energy. And at the top of it all is the control structure, or, or I like to call the control design and the control designers. And really what it, what they're trying to do is just move us to a place where um, we're just batteries like you would see in the Matrix. You don't see that um playing out
1: no, I think the I think elements of that are are definitely true that is the the wealth and ease is a huge problem and it, but it's not so much tied to leftism that's been a problem throughout history with successful civilizations right wealth and ease followed by feminization, and feminization is a huge problem for societies, and technology makes it worse because yeah. technology is more ease and comfort, and that's inherently feminine coded that is men don't seek. Uh, a society that is organized around ease and comfort is inherently feminized, which is extremely destructive to a civilization. So I think the left is an add-on to that problem. That is, you can have a a society that has real problems that has no leftists in it, because there's been plenty of societies like that before, and that, that's a huge problem. And Venice is another example. Like later Venice as they were very successful, got very rich, went downhill. I mean, this is a, the Greeks were writing about this this cycle, the anacyclosis, the cycle of regimes which is more of a political organization thing, but it's definitely tied to the wealth and, and the things that that brings along and the loss of virtue fundamentally. So, but I don't think, where where park companies, I don't, I reject entirely the concept of designers. I think all of this is, I don't think there's people pulling the strings. I don't think the metaverse is coming. I don't, I think that if you tried to have like a ready player one metaverse kind of thing where everyone was living in VR, society would just Im- immediately fall off a cliff. I don't think you can run a society for more than like, three weeks that way. I just don't think think it's so anti-human and unnatural that people, society would just collapse of its own accord in the sense that food would stop moving, people would start doing insane things like overt rebellion and and what have you. Nor do I think there's a bunch of people who are pulling the strings, that is designing these set of things uh, in an attempt to reach some kind of overarching political goal. I think the left's actions are coherent but they're all emergent properties coming out of common, common ideology, and roughly common goals. No more than that.
0: Well, like, I look at food being the the lowest problem, because food is just uh, an assortment of chemical compounds. So, you know, they could stick the shit into your veins and pump it into your body, and you'd still enjoy the matrix, right? You'd still enjoy the metaverse. This is like the extreme level, some Brave New World type shit, but <laughs> right, <laughs> that that I, that, it's, that it's, is a possibility.
1: Pumping sugars into people's into people's veins, where does the sugar come from? I mean, the sugar comes from plants that are grown and have to be processed and controlled. And you're right, you can do that industrially, and they could control that and so on. But it, I think that's harder than people think. To control people, control society at that level requires an amount of discipline and competence that is simply lacking among the people who are in charge today.
0: Well, maybe. Yeah, I I, I guess I can see your point with that. Uh, although I just see a lot of that stuff being handled by machines, and you know um, that would make things a lot easier. Um, mass industrial plants where they have hydroponics or indoor plant like you know that stuff is probably really I'll run easy a to factory
1: manage. I'll run a factory and if I, if I used to describe business in general but running a manufacturing business in general as dealing with a constant series constant rolling series of little disasters I I think people understate how easy it is to run an, an advanced interlocking complex industrial society and it's even harder if you're trying to trying to control the populace in, in the way you described. I don't dispute that, that right now they're doing an excellent job of controlling people, you know weed, porn, free money you know it's a problem i'm not I'm not saying it's not. I just don't think it can be taken any farther than it already has been, basically really I think the, the you're going to get diminishing returns and then negative returns to the regime's attempt to impose this thing on people but it go, that goes back to what you said earlier. I'm the optionist, right? So I can prove any of this. I mean, maybe Elon really will turn out to be, uh, you know, what's the, uh, what's the uh, villain from Transformers? Uh, who's the guy? Who's
0: uh, the, uh, 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 Megatron.
1: Yeah, Megatron. Whatever. So maybe he'll turn out to be Megatron, and it'll be terrible for all of us. So I could be wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a part of it is like, do you believe in a population control agenda?
1: Yes, in the sense that the the Yes, I mean, but I think that we're doing that to ourselves without them having to do it. That is, the the population drop has, and I've, I've written on this a couple of times, but the, the population drop in the West long predates the uh, the kind of modern direct attempts to reduce the population. Uh, And I think most of the the West and really the whole world, and I agree with Elon on this, I was saying it before, Elon, just for the record, that that the biggest problem we face is underpopulation, not overpopulation. Nonetheless, I agree that they want to reduce population, but I think that's happening without them doing much directly, simply as people choose to have fewer children, and that's extremely bad for Western society.
0: Well, i think they push it out in two ways one of them is feminism and the other one is through the rainbow agenda where absolutely you push more people to be homosexual and therefore they don't procreate and and then you get you know uh, i think
1: that's secondary simply to people well it's definitely true it's secondary to people you know autonomic individualism i want to lead my life to the fullest and children crimp that and so i can't have the life of ease and pleasure and freedom that i want if I have children, I think it's no more. And I don't really believe in the future, right? You see all these men getting vasectomies. Oh, global warming! I don't believe in the future. I, you know, this kind of like, like in the past, any like real man would have bitch slapped a guy who said, "I'm going to get a, a vasectomy at 22 because I'm afraid of the future." I mean, what is that, right? That's, that's like a civil. That's like cosmic, galactic level of stupidity from a civilization perspective. So I, I think and that's this is all straight people we're talking about yeah the the rainbow agenda is a problem and it's a problem on many levels but i think the people choosing not to have children has been going on in the west for example people in france the population started decreasing not population but the number of children started decreasing rapidly in the early 20th late 19th centuries uh, and that makes sense because the French have always been much more about this kind of individualism, emancipation, you know, rights of man kind of thing than some of the other Western countries. Uh, so I think it's a problem, but uh, I, I think that the if Bill Gates and, and so on I think is more focused on control of the people through any any number of mechanisms. One of which, of course, is re- preventing their or reducing their ability to procreate.
0: Okay, so what about the pandemic? and Pfizer's inoculation. Do you think that's part of the population control agenda? I don't
1: know. I mean, I think we talked about this last time. I'm a a proud pureblood and every day I'm happier and more grateful to God that I I am a pureblood because I'm conscious of the the, uh, the things. (laughs) But uh, I don't know if it's, I'm I'm withholding judgment. I just don't know if it's an active plan and cause damage and control the population. I'm not ruling that out, but I just I don't see any proof of that.
0: You see, you, you, you don't think there's anything nefarious about their inoculation program?
1: Oh, I suspect there is. I just don't know what exactly it is. There's definitely something nefarious. At a minimum, it's all it's all based on lies, and it's certainly damaging at some level. I just don't know how damaging and for what reasons.
0: So you don't have no speculations on why they would want to... Uh, carry out such an agenda, which could result in the death of millions.
1: Well, that's really the question. You know, is it going to result in the death of millions? It's definitely result in the deaths of some people. I just, it, but it's Im- almost impossible to get reliable data because they control all the avenues of data. So it's entirely possible that many more people have been killed by it than than we realize. And that, well, if I if that could be shown to me, I would be much more negative about it. Right now, I think I suspect it's more stupidity and an attempt. Yeah. These people are just unable to pre- prevent themselves from wanting to control other people, even if it doesn't have a larger purpose, they just like it's in their blood. So th- they can wake up one morning and say the classic example of this is, nobody should wear a mask. And then the next day, everybody should wear a mask. Yeah. It wasn't that they had some underlying reason for masks or no masks. They just decided that everyone else had to obey them. And they were very, and the more you pushed back, the more violent and aggressive they got to force you to do their will. Mm. I agree with you there's a real possibility that that's laying the groundwork for something that's more overtly damaging and controlling. I don't think that's likely to be competently executed, but as far as the specifics of the inoculation go, we withholding.
0: Okay, so on IM1776.com, you said, if we begin with the end in mind, We see that any firepower directed at the right is necessarily antithetical to the goal of destroying the left. Any contentious discussion with those on the right, wherever exactly they may fall in a spectrum of not left, should instead be done privately and strictly tactical. But attacking them publicly serves to make it harder to reach our end. And this is sort of what we were talking about before, where. How does one. Pull somebody's coattail they have no access to, you know, for example, you know some notable person like Elon Musk like I don't have a way to reach out to Elon Musk pull his coattail and say, "Yo bro, you move in the wrong way it doesn't did, did I have to resort to saying something on my platform or saying something on the X platform or anybody else i disagree with, but I think there's a tremendous amount of discourse that could be um hindered. Uh, with the philosophy of no enemies on the right.
1: Uh, how so? Like how can? Uh,
0: well, like I said, you know, um, when I look at the right, I see a ragtag bunch of people who are my enemy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because they act like the left. Um, you know, right now there's a huge growth in the right where they're now complaining about racism. And I'm like, wait, I thought that's what the left did. Like the left complained about racism. Now you're complaining about racism. So it's just like the left and the right have switched or the, the right has become the left. And it's just like, so if you've become the left, then you're not the right, which means I have to destroy you too. Well, I give the example of the so-called intellectual dark web. Yeah, you, know, you remember these guys
1: like James Lindsay and they're, they're a bunch of these people who were prominent a couple of years ago who were kind of, covering leftists so they were unhappy with how far the left had gone and so they now were kind of on the right and they were named the intellectual dark web and people wrote articles about them and so on but those people were never on the right they were basically always leftists who were just uncomfortable with how fast the left continued to move leftward. so those people aren't on the right and they're enemies and that's just the way it is so maybe it's the group that you're talking about isn't really on the right because they're fundamentally leftists. if you are fundamentally a leftist you're not on the right. And so that that fundamentally makes you an enemy in the context that we're talking about.
0: But I see like some of the most prominent figures that are not leftist, they are right wing that are online now complaining about racism, like ODI and, oh, look at this headline, this headline's racist and um, Democrats in Chicago are giving money to black businesses to serve illegal immigrants this is racist right
1: the, the Democrats are the real racist uh you know line is is an old and, and hoary one but well, I don't think complaining about that makes you leftist I think it mostly makes you stupid I mean it, it, that is it, it is true that the the left is racist in in many ways because it, there's a large amount of uh anti-white uh ideology behind certain segments of the left but complaining about that doesn't make you uh, make you leftist. It means that you're spending a, your, your time in a, in a unproductive attack on the left because pointing out to the left their hypocrisy is never an effective strategy. But I don't think that makes you leftist if you're complaining about racism per se, because left isn't defined by what you complain about or what you even what you care about or focus on, but by what your underlying ideological premises are. And the people who are saying that, don't share the left ideals of emancipation, for example. That is, they don't want everyone to be uh, uh, free of all unchosen bonds, and they don't share the left premises of egalitarianism. They don't want everyone to have forced equality. They would say, therefore, meritocracy. I have some skepticism about that as well, but that's that's a different topic. But they don't share the premises of the left, so I don't think those people are leftist.
0: Okay. Now you, so said, you said
1: you said I don't. See, I, why do you think they're enemies
0: because they're not productive and they're Like you said, they're stupid, right? So it's just like if I look on the right wing and I see a whole bunch of people that are unproductive, therefore, you are waste. You are fodder. You must be removed and dismissed like a, a malignant tumor. Because not...
1: why don't why not just ignore
0: them? Why, why waste. not just ignore them? Well, that's my premise for the left. Why not just ignore them?
1: Because they control everything, and they they make your life worse. Like every day you wake up and you live in a leftist-run society. Yeah. These people who are on the right, who are useless and stupid, you know, why spend the energy excising the tumor? Those people, if those people, if you never heard of those people again, if they never interacted in your timeline again, it would make no, well, your life would improve. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't change your life in any material way, it would improve as you would be less irritated. But the, the left ruins your life every day, in a myriad of material ways, you are bathed in a leftist society that is run in ways that harm you and yours. And that's the difference.
0: Yeah, but if those people on the right are feeding the left, with their stupidity, like, 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 if the left says, Hey, the right wing is racist, right? And then the right wing pops up, and they actually do or appear racist, right? Like waiting till MLK day to castigate MLK for his association with, short association with the communist party. It's just like, wait, like you are like literally handing the left ammo. <laughs> oh, but it, it, sure. I, but I think that
1: that makes them, and perhaps a better example is people that I, who are a relatively small fragment of the right, but you, you this. I don't think there's more than like ten, but like actual white supremacists, there are some people out there, right? And they're not left; they're right because they're not left. I prefer them. Well, but I, I think that they're damaging in exactly the way you outline.
0: But therefore, no, the the the, the, the white supremacists are much more pleasing than what I see on the timeline.
1: Or <laughs> <Well>, maybe <laughs> whatever whatever this group is, just ignoring that is they're they're only benefiting the left to the extent that they're given attention. And the left uses them to advance their goals because they can give the attention because they control the narrative. But if we add to that, that's just helping the left. Just ignoring these people is the way to go. That's what the mute and the block buttons are for, right? So you right. just don't interact with these people. You you have an audience, right? You want to reach that audience, the people who want to learn from you, advance with you the things that you care about, That's I mean, we only have so many hours in a day. Right. And if we spend our time worrying about guys who spend all their time doing things that are unproductive, we're just going to be wasting our time. I, I think that's the distinction. We need to focus on the most productive use of our energies, and that's focusing on the left in whatever way is most tactically sound to erode their power rather than complaining about people on the right who we can just ignore.
0: Right. So- Here's the thing. We're in election year and uh, due to biodynamics and inflation, many people are starting to look at Republicans as an option to vote. Right. But when the most prominent figures on the right start practicing, you know, for lack of a better term, dog whistle racism, those people are now saying, wait, hold on. Uh, Maybe I don't want to participate. In the elections this year, because I don't like Biden and I don't like the rhetoric from these large uh, right-wing figures, which means that that's more power to the left. Sure, I mean, yeah, I assume what
1: you're you're talking about black people and w- with respect to white politicians giving dog whistles about white about white racism, I assume is what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's a very difficult position. And, you know, it, 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 this gets, of course, into American history and so on. But I can totally sympathize with that, that if you're a black person, you feel repulsed by what you feel to be racism from people on the right. But well, I don't have a better answer for that, except that both black people and white people are going to be better served by having the left go, go away forever and then dealing with any any like internal racial problems.
0: Yeah, you know, that's, I agree with that.
1: I mean, yes, you you have to put up with silliness, right? You have these people on the right who are like, "Soon we're going to have a white ethno state, and it's going to be so great." I mean, you, you have to listen to this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, it's right now it's a useless fantasy. Maybe in the future it'll be a real problem that you have to deal with. But right now the bigger problem is the left and the way it's destroying you and your family. You personally, I don't know, but your personal situation. But the average person is so harmed by the left that that is the only overriding goal that matters even though you may strongly dislike some of the things you see on the right
0: but that's me right like like you said earlier i'm an independent thinker and most people aren't privy to the information like like you are they're not thinking like you and i are so me as an independent thinker when i'm speaking to the hoi polloi and they go yo look at this this is what you want me to vote for it's, it's, it's kind of hard. It makes my job harder to say, Oh, just ignore that because we got to defeat the left. Like people aren't thinking like that. Right. And and that's what you were saying before, where the vast majority of people are just going to go with whatever they see. And if they go on a timeline and they see, you know, this rhetoric from the right wing, that's pulling, you know, you know crime statistics like you know well, recently we had somebody go online a prominent right-wing figure and say black people are hunting white people and i'm just like what like yeah uh-huh. like, like 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 this is the type of stuff that just makes the left stronger because then the left is going to clip that put it on the media show it to people and then they get stronger <laughs> So it's like these people are feeding the left. They're handing them. It's like we're in a war and the right wing is going, hey, you need some more bullets? You need some more missiles? We got some right here. Spiral, right? Because the left controls the narrative.
1: So anything that can be cast as white racism is amplified. And then some people respond by helping along on the right, by helping along and amplifying it further. Yeah. That's not good tactically. I don't really have a great answer to that, except that, you know, you need to work harder (laughs) to convince them. But I mean, that's but it's a perfect example of the left thinks that there's some future in which everybody lives in perfect harmony because they're going to follow this ideology to the end. But the fact is, never going to live in perfect harmony because people are always going to find ways to be divisive. Because and I've said this for a long time that most a great deal of human bad behavior is caused by the desire to feel superior to other people. And that's inherent pride, right? The ancient yes. sin, the original Christian sin, that the, not the original Christian sin, but the, the cardinal Christian sin, you know, that's always gonna be with us. We just have to deal with that and you know, recognize that getting caught in this loop of, you know, you're racist, now I hate you, I'm gonna go work for the left. And then people say, well, look, you're working with the left, so I hate you even more. You know, you, you get into this cycle You just need to get out of that cycle and tell people we need to defeat the common enemy. And yes, that may mean problems down the road where we have to get rid of some people who are excessively focused in some of these divisions, but right now it's time to throw the left overboard.
0: It just seems like that's not, it it, it just goes against my own logic, right? Like before I go into war, I want to sharpen my sword. So if my sword has got rust on it, I need to get rid of that rust before I thrust it into my <laughs> enemy. That's yes, right. Yeah. And it, it seems is. like the right is very rusty and it needs sharpening before we can even go to war with the left. We're going to war with the left with rusty tools.
1: And, but and disunity. I, I fear is that you'll spend the rest of your life sharpening that tool as my, uh, I'm, I think my wife once referred to a friend of ours, not in a political context, but that he was always saving his energies for the battle that will never come. Yeah. And for us, if, 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 I don't dispute that you, you need to shine up your sword and sharpen your sword, but that can be done by simply ignoring and not making part of your team the wrong people. If you insist on destroying people uh, that are, putatively on your side, and that's analogized to sharpening up your sword you' you and I are gonna be you're gonna be eighty and I'm gonna be ninety five and <laughs> and we'll never accomplish nothing except that we'll probably be living in camps as enemies of the state <laughs> it's,
0: but it's just so hard like it, it's it's so hard to do like you said right convince people to fight the left when I'm outnumbered by the people on the right undoing my work like Tenfold.
1: It's an uphill battle. I mean, you know, but after all, most people who have accomplished great things in history didn't do them easily. Right.
0: So keep at it. But but how? But no, I'm not gonna keep at it. I'm 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 out to fight. I'm telling you right now, I'm out to fight. I'm not here to um, defeat the left. Um, I'm here to destroy the right and the left. I think both of them. Come from the same group. Um, Carol Quigley talks about this in *Tragedy and Hope*, how there's a balance of power, and it I seems
1: ordered, like I just ordered that book on your recommendation. I got a shipping notification today.
0: Did you? Excellent book. He lays it all out, right? Where there's this balance of power between the left and right, and um, so when I see this year, like I know President, I know Trump's going to be president because the powers that be that handle this control design are now asking for a right wing power because the left has grown almost out of their control. So they have to rise up on the right. The algorithms are supporting this to sort of say, okay, the left has pushed a little too far to sort of put the push the brakes on leftism because, um, and and you know, this throughout history uh, with the left is they become too revolutionary so then you insert some leader who basically goes in and creates another faction out of them, right? And goes, okay, you're communists. All right, you're communists and you're socialists. And then those two groups grow up and okay, okay, you're social democrats and you're socialists, right? And they keep like sort of cutting them down so that they don't rise and become too revolutionary. That's what I see happening today, where it's like, okay, the left has, you know, gotten a little bit too big. They've Created a whole lot of intersections. They didn't run out of intersections. So it's like, let's make the right rise to to balance out the left. That's what I'm seeing. But, you know, me as a black person, it's like, I'm choosing between who I want to subjugate me under the state, you know? It's like, do I want to be a slave with a transgender slave master or a slave from this beer-drinking farmer, right? Like, either way, I'm going to be a slave. (laughs)
1: I think it is a gross exaggeration. The, the former category is hugely numerous. The latter category of beer drinking farmers who want to make you know, Brian a slave is extremely small and mostly a fiction created by the left in an attempt to propagandize people just like you. I mean, maybe there's a few, but I think that that is mostly a fiction. For the record, I mean, I don't know anybody personally like that. And so, yes, online, <sighs> magnified and so on. I just <laughs>
0: It's hard for me to follow when Reagan is the one who put in gun laws in California because the Black Panthers was walking around with guns. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Reagan's dead, and that was 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't 50 years ago. This was uh, this was in the 80s. This was less than 50 years ago. He was governor. This is the, this is the MUN Act. He was the governor then, right? Um, uh, the, the, the right, when it comes to the topic of abortion, they want to make that Illegal, right? So again, this is the right saying we want to hand more power over to the state. No matter if you look at the left or the right, all they're doing is saying let's hand over more power to the state. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm choosing between different masters that still want to subjugate me to the state.
1: I can see that, but I mean that's a slightly different or significantly different philosophical frame than mine, right? It's a libertarian frame. Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. It, Valid, but it's a different different way of, of looking at it certainly
0: right yeah it's, it's that that's that's how i look at it i look at it like both of them are leading us to a place where the oligarchs who control the state are in control of our lives um who set you know dangerous precedents in the supreme court by their own decisions right? and instead of it being uh, a free society like people you know claim that they want it's becoming more totalitarian authoritarian it's the worst combination,
1: right? You have you have the totalitarianism, authoritarianism, and then you have total freedom to do stuff that, that people shouldn't really be encouraged to do. There's people engage, encouraged to engage in all sorts of bad behavior and not to engage in virtuous behavior yeah. and that totalitarian over, overlay. The answer is always the same, which is you should buy food and gold and guns.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: That will help you out no matter what the future
0: is. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Um... So here you wrote, if he is by some mischance forced from a position after detailed proof of some extremely nasty behavior, he will immediately be offered another tentacle of the left leviathan and continue on his merry way. Um, you're talking about this guy, um, Dreyer? Yeah, though, not in that
1: passage. I mean, he's not he's not leftist. Dreher, uh, Rod Dreher, is a is a supposedly conservative columnist who uh, who attacked me at one point. Uh, that's oh. kind of, that was the origin of this this entire discussion. Uh, but he, he, what I'm talking about there is the is that the someone who's attacked on the right and excluded from polite society because you know excise as a cancer, like you said, frequently can't get a job at all. Whereas someone on the left who's thrown out of the left for some you know, extreme behavior, like yeah. some children, he's always finds a new job you know richly rewarded idea. You know the left runs a patronage network many people have pointed this out like the good old boys who are a podcast crew uh the, the patronage is a huge thing for the left and so they're always able so when you attack someone on the left it's very hard to harm that person personally but if you attack someone on the right the personal effect on that person and his family tends to be much greater that's that was the point i was making there dreyer is a, a separate thing from that it was just the original frame for the discussion
0: okay i got you i got you Man, I am so lost now. I thought I was gonna come into <laughs> this conversation with some clarity, and I'm more lost than ever.
1: I have failed, then. I'm a bad person. I apologize.
0: You are a terrible person, Charles. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I have to
1: talk again. Well, I wrote up a whole piece, another piece on my site uh, about no enemies on the right, uh, as well as that original I am 1776 piece. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've read that one, but it, it kind of goes through more of my thoughts on it. Hey, I, I can come back and we can we can hash through it more in a couple months.
0: Send me that link and I want to I want to go through it. Let me just let me just sort of I'm ready? just so I am so disheveled at this point because. There's it just seems like there's so many contradictions here. We got to fight the left but the, the I think that's the main contradiction for me. It's like we have to destroy the left, but the left is going to kill itself. But we want to help that along. Right. Did I get that right? That's that's what you're saying. You want to help help along the inevitable. acceleration. Um, what's that? An acceleration, which would lead to the destruction of our society uh, yeah. before we can uh, go down, before we go up type situation. Right.
1: You will have to.
0: But ignore the enemies on the right. That's so hard because it's like, how do I fight the left when the rights are fighting me, too? I'm getting stabbed in the back while I'm trying to fight the while I'm tr- while I'm trying to fight the left. There's no unification. I don't see how it's possible. It, it to me it just seems like you gotta. Harry
1: Truman said, uh, though I don't think it was original with him. I've seen this attributed to Calvin Coolidge too. That if you see ten troubles rolling down the road toward you, nine of them will, will have rolled in the ditch by the time they get to you. So I think by the same token, you know. Everybody agrees, we were talking about this, I think, before actually on the air, that you know, time is accelerating, all sorts of things are happening. Everyone predicts 2024 will have all sorts of happenings. I mean, maybe we're spending too much time overthinking this. You know, what we have to do and what we have to react to will probably be revealed to us. So too much agonizing over what it is we should do in the abstract may be a mistake. I think you should have a philosophical frame, and that yours and mine is different in some ways. I mean, yours seems to be more libertarian. But what we have to do, I think, will largely be, or what we have to react to, will largely be dictated to us, because last I checked, you and I don't control history, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is true. This is true. So
1: we will see what happens. You know, we can schedule, you know, February, February 2025, and we'll see. Uh, you know, we may look different, more gray hair.
0: <laughs> um, it, my, my biggest fear is that. The the left has implanted agents on the right to steer us in the wrong direction to where we think we're actually fighting the left, but really we're just feeding the machine and making the machine stronger.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've tried. I'm sure there's some of that. And I think that plays into one of your earlier points, which is that you may not, not you, but people may not be agents of the left. But if they're grifters, they'll go and do go where the money is and do what the money says.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: The left has lots of money. So that's a problem. I don't don't dispute that.
0: All right. Last piece here. What am I supposed to do as a black person when the right wing is choosing to push out crime statistics and push out a narrative that they're being attacked by black people? They're being hunted by black people. Should I just ignore that stuff and just say, "Hey, you know, they're stupid," and just focus on defeating the defeating the left? That yeah. that that sounds crazy to me.
1: Right, but you know, this is the um, <clears throat> what's uh, the old Latin phrase "qui bono"? Who benefits? And so, you know, who benefits from a focus on on this the the left benefits because it uses incre- use it, the, these things are amplified in the narrative these you know, racial disputes in order to benefit the left because they create division among people who otherwise have a lot in common yeah like last i checked you probably weren't hunting white people i haven't been hunting any black people lately or ever just for the record and so yeah, and, you know we have we have a lot more in common even though we have have some differences you know, philosophically you know, probably we like different foods whatever uh you know but you have to remember who benefits from that focus i don't dispute there's a black person that's probably pretty hard simply because you know, for historical reasons that you 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 necessarily view the world differently as a black person than you do as a white person in america that's just the way it is but i think Ignoring the kind of chattering, unimportant voices who are amplifying those things that could be perceived as racist or are racist is the sound tactical thing to do, as difficult as it is. I'm a little bit hesitant to do that. I agree with
0: that. I I definitely agree with that. I did a presentation on this last week where I said, you know, part of the control design is first the the right wing, you know, uh, reacts to the things that the left has created and it looks like racist dog whistle, right? So then the part of the control design is to make me say, hey, I'm not going to vote for the right because of these things I see online, which is part of the design to deter us from the right. So yes. I would I would fall into the trap um, of the control design if I did that. So I I definitely agree with you that it's all part of the control. Um it's just um it's very weird and 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 hard to navigate and um and i think maybe because i look at everything from a financial point of view where you know i'm looking at things like uh you know the federal reserve right and and how they control interest rates and their decisions on you know, like the House uh, Financial Services Committee. Like, I pay more attention to that stuff than anything else. And to me, that stuff is bipartisan. (laughs) Like, they are, like, in lockstep across the board. And if that is the the bigger mechanism at play here, then I'm not attacking the left. I'm I'm attacking the financial center of the world or the Western world. That's not an attack on the left. And that is the biggest hindrance to all of Americans is the Federal Reserve and their control over interest rates and how they manage debt.
1: It's not bipartisan, though. That's the Uniparty. For those purposes, Republicans are the same thing as Democrats. And the Republican Party in general is run by the left for its own purposes. The Republican Party is controlled opposition, to use your your earlier term. So to the extent that the finance networks are attempting to implement central bank digital currencies for example the no one on the right is pushing those things when the Republicans push those things it's because they're acting as as, as part of the left which they are as a whole I mean people like Mitch McConnell are just part of the left who pretend they aren't right they push those those financially destructive things which you know a lot more about than I do because I don't focus a lot on that but the I'm, I'm highly negative like you are to a lot of those activities but it, those are an attempt by the existing regime, which is dominated by the left or run by left, to control us further through the financial various financial manipulations. The Repo- it's not bipartisan in the sense that right and left. It's bipartisan in the sense that the Republican Party is is merely in a, a tentacle of the left.
0: So if the if the Republican Party is a tentacle of the left, who are we voting for?
1: Well, isolated Republicans. Like for example, I mean, like
0: why can't um, it be isolated Democrats too, though?
1: There may be a few, but for the most part, the Democratic Party is vastly better, and the left has always been vastly better, like Lenin was very good at this, at maintaining ideological discipline. You're simply not allowed to stray, and if you are undesirable for some other reason, like Menendez, the senator from New Jersey who's being indicted, you're never cast out or punished as long as you continue to, to stick to the ideological line and increase left power. So they're just better at, better at that kind of thing.
0: Okay, last question: Is Hitler left or right? Right. The, 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 what? Right. right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are slight aspects that resonate a little bit of the left, but yes, it, it is silly to say that Hitler is a left figure.
0: Mm. He's a right figure. I saw that debate pop up last week because they're like, "Oh, he's a socialist," and you know, there's that whole argument, whatever, whatever, and. Um, but that
1: goes back. That's actually a good example of my larger one of my not larger point, but like. Once the left is defeated, you don't want Hitler, right? At that point, you have to fight Hitler as an enemy. If Hitler is if Hitler has come back, right? That doesn't mean that just because the left is gone, that anybody on the right is acceptable to run society. Mm. It's a problem for future you and me, though.
0: Mm. Mm. How do we accelerate the death of the, the death of the left? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, if i if i had like the big red button <laughs> I'd push it. but last last i checked i didn't have the button i mean my, it goes back to you know g- food and golden guns you know I, what we can do is prepare for resiliency and then see what happens it will mm-hmm. be revealed there's nothing we can do act- actively in doing things of course they want you to do active things they want you to do things that they can say look that guy's you know, he's he's a white supremacist, military rebel, you know, whatever, you know, like January 6th insurrectionists, you know, it's, it's all just a farce. So no, there's nothing we can do directly. We can continue doing what we're doing, spreading the message and enhancing our own resilience. Hmm.
0: Elon is a general. Oh,
1: <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> you said you bet me 50 bucks? 50 bucks. We have to define the parameters of the bet, though. <laughs> But I bet you that Elon Musk in within 18 months will be explicitly referring to himself as right wing and actively attempting to destroy large elements of the left.
0: 50 bucks. I I I can see him labeling himself as right wing, but that's because he'd be controlled opposition.
1: See, you you're, you're you're making that assumption.
0: Yes, not, I am.
1: It's gonna be better than you think. I can feel it. <laughs>
0: I got fifty on the table. We're gonna figure out the parameters later. I got fifty on the table. Fifty big ones, man. Oh man. Oh, Charles, I hate you. (laughs) Every (laughs) time we have a conversation, I expect more clarity. Instead I get more questions. (laughs) But I love that. You said what?
1: I just agree. I'll do better next time. If I just agreed with everything, if I said yes, sir, yes, sir, it'd be boring. We have we have
0: (laughs) It would be terrible. I'd hate you. You'd never be allowed back on my channel. Um, but very challenging discourse we had today. I have a lot to think about. Send me the link to that. You no know, enemies on the right. And we'll revisit this again in the future. And um, I'll study today's conversation. And really, it's not much I disagree with you on other than the Elon. And um, But yeah, yeah um, much to think about. Much, much to think about here um yeah yeah thank you man thank you i appreciate that we'll get you back on ladies and gentlemen this is charles haywood make sure you subscribe on apple and spotify we'll have the audio up there soon um i'm going to go to commercial break and we'll be right right back